Today on Lockdown Red Wings, we break down the Troy Stetcher trade to the Los Angeles Kings, and we recap the 4-2 loss to the Seattle Kraken. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. Uh, Scotty also hosts over at Lockdown Tigers, who recently signed Michael Pineda? Pineda? Pineda. Pineda. So a one-year deal, former starter for the Twins and Yankees. Had an ERA last season of 3.67. Into these things. Look at that, man. Look at you. Off the dome. Yeah, no, that's what we're talking about on today's show. On today's Lockdown Red Wings episode, uh, the much-added depth to the rotation for the Detroit Tigers. Yeah, I mean that is what we're talking about. I like that Tigers. It's a, it's a good, it's a good episode. Recap a couple of spring training games. Talk about Michael Pineda. It's a fun time. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Uh, Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Uh, where the game starts. Also, want to thank you guys for making us your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. Uh, Five fifteen subscribers, subscriber, subscriber count. Last checked. Holy cow! It's a long day. So, oh, that, took you, that took you uh, some effort to get there. It's a that bit one. of a challenge. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, Scotty, the things we're talking about today, said it in the cold open, but the Detroit Red Wings traded Troy Stetcher to the Los Angeles Kings for a seventh round pick. We're going to talk about that here in the first segments. Second and third segment, we're going to recap the Red Wings loss to the Seattle Kraken. But without further ado, like I said, Seventh round pick back for Troy Stetcher. Troy Stetcher this season is getting paid. Uh, what is it now? Uh, $1.7 million. UFA at the end of the season. He has one goal, one assist in 16 games played because he was injured for a lot of the season, came back recently. Expected goals for percentage is just 43.24 on a team, which averages an expected for goals for percentage of 47. So, a guy that has been a decent depth defenseman. You got a seventh round pick for him. When you saw the trade, Scotty, uh, what was your first reaction to it? Why is Brian calling me? <laughs> True. I was at my parents. <laughs> that's, that's my first reaction to it. Uh, no, yeah. I, I mean, uh, sure. It was pretty much my reaction to it. I mean, I seriously, I was pretty much sure. Uh, not earth shattering by any means. Yeah, I mean it's 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 certainly not a not someone that I don't think we really pegged as oh like he he's gonna get moved, but I think that's more because we didn't really think there was a market for him and he didn't we didn't think he had much value. Uh he clearly didn't have a ton. I mean a seventh round pick straight up, but uh, I I mean sure, w- wish him the best. Uh, I'm not gonna lose sleep over him not being a wing anymore. Uh, I guess I'll take the seventh. I, I mean, sure, sure is literally my reaction. Sure. Yeah, I think I tweeted it out too. I, I said my first reaction to Stetcher getting traded. I was like, oh, okay then, because so here's the thing with Stetcher, he is a slightly above average depth defenseman on the Detroit Red Wings. A depth defenseman on the Detroit Red Wings. And last year, last year he was actually pretty good, but he certainly seemed to, I would say, fall out of favor 
with the Red Wings coaching staff. And obviously, you know, his injury, you can't blame him for. That is what it is. But he was playing a lot less minutes this season. And I believe he was scratched a couple times as well in these games in favor of other defensemen. He was. So it's just getting anything back for him was whatever. I mean, he has Jay Fresh tweeted out his, um, you know, his his war card, his his, you know, his evolving hockey card. And he's got a projected war percentage of 56%, which means, you know, he's in the top 44% of the league in terms of defensemen. He's got a bat, he's got a, just a 38% EV offense, but a 71% even strength defense. So he's a good depth defensive defenseman who's got a solid finishing, doesn't play power play, doesn't play penalty, penalty kill. He's 5'10, 27 years old, the prime of his career, only making 1.7. So if you're the Los Angeles Kings, Giving up a seventh round pick for a solid depth defenseman isn't a high pie, pie price to pay. If you're a Red Wings fan, you're probably hoping you got a little bit higher back for him, but like how much there's there's not that much added value there. Like a sixth round pick is probably what he would have peaked out at. Yeah, I I, I don't think that was a really good catch, by the way. You hit that mute button just in time. Yep. Uh no, I, I again, like this is this is not something I don't I don't think anyone is is losing sleep over. I don't think it's something you should be losing sleep over if you are freaking out about the fact that we traded Troy Stetcher for a seventh. I, I, I think you should probably take a deep breath and, and calm down a little bit. I don't think uh, anyone is freaking out over this trade. <laughs> right. Like, I, I, I mean, what? like, sure. <laughs> sure, man. I, I'll, I'll, take, I'll take an extra pick. I'll take an, another asset going into next year's draft. Um, and... You know, the, the defense had been really bad this year, has been really bad this year, and I, I think that the the addition or removal of Troy Stetcher is not going to change that very much. So, so sure, man, sure. Watch Danny DeKaiser come off the IR now and get called up. Although he never got sent down to the Griffins. So. Yeah, I think he's, he technically never did. Yeah, so he's – I, I on, and I'm not even joking. I honestly – believe that Danny DeKaiser is probably going to get activated again. Yeah. And I mean, he'll be playing probably. defense because now there's a, a depth defensive hole. And you, you assume with them help holding Letty out that Letty will be the next target. I, I don't. Hmm. We are, as of recording this, we are less, a little over 12 hours from the trade deadline. And this is the first move that Stevie has made. And I got to, I, I got to imagine he's working on more deals. He's also a guy who makes moves in the middle of the night too. So I'll probably wake up in the morning and find out that they traded Nemesnikov somewhere or something like that. But I'm a little surprised at the lack of movement so far by Steve Eiserman this close to the trade deadline. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, last year was was interesting uh, because we had our our slate of guys that we thought we were, were going to get moved, right? Um, Bernier. Uh, nobody had Mantha on there, but, but like Bernier, somebody had John Merrill and got a hat out of it. That's true. That's true. That, that did happen. Um, and, and so we had like our, our kind of our pool of guys that we were expecting to get moved and then like and, and such and they didn't get moved at the deadline. Uh, any guys we thought were really going to get moved didn't at, at the deadline. And then, 10, 15 minutes after the trade deadline. Hey, by the way, we, we got rid of Mantha for two first at Arana. We're like, okay. So, like, 
it is it is a little weird, but I mean, we've seen this movie before. No, we absolutely have, and I, so I think that's also what played into people's belief that Tyler Bertuzzi may end up getting moved is that Eiserman has moved pieces before that seemingly were going to be part of the the core going forward, especially after the contract extension Mantha got. But then, previous prior to the game against Seattle, uh, Bertuzzi had a press conference conference one about talking. You know, he's a new dad, but also to like quell the rumors, he's like. There was rumors going that I, Bertuzzi told Eiserman that he was open to getting moved. Bertuzzi said, nah, that never happened. I've never cho- spoken to my agent or anyone from the Red organization and said that, yeah, I wanted to be moved. Whether or not that means that C. Eiserman isn't listening to phone calls on him is different. Right. But I do fully believe that Bertuzzi is all in. And I think it does. Like This time of year, there's a lot of smoke, Scotty. But there's not always a fire to go with that smoke. Sometimes it's just, it's just people talking. A lot of mirrors. A lot of mirrors. No, man. I mean... I- People talk a lot. Yeah, we, we've I mean, said that on this show before. People people talk a lot. So, it, I mean, look, at the end of the day, we've we've talked about the Burt thing before. If and it's actually crazy because the, the polls we've been running have all been split 50-50. Yeah, it was crazy. We ran a poll whether or not people want Bertuzzi to get moved. And it was just, what, 51, 52% on the don't side? Or was it on the trade side? I can't even remember. It was like... Well, it was it was only one or two percent different, but then there was also like two or three replies under that tweet that said they picked the wrong one and it would have moved it even more. So like, <laughs> I mean it it was it was pretty much as dead even as you can get, and I at the end of the day, whatever is going to happen is going to happen. I've already voiced my opinion. Both of us have. I, I think there's a route to being competitive with either either or there's a a way to be competitive with either route. And um, believe in Steve. That seventh rounder next year is gonna gonna hit, baby. I'm, I think uh, I'm, I'm all about it. Well, it's like talking about the draft pick specifically before I, I talk about our Athletic Greens or one of our sponsors for today. Yeah, it's a seventh round pick, and that's kind of underwhelming. Like whenever you get a seventh round pick back, you're like, oh, that's nothing. But you know, you get guys like Elder Elmer Soderblom in the sixth round who looks like he's gonna genuinely be a a good NHL talent. He's got the size. He's got the hands. He's just got a smooth stride. Like, you can find gems in those later rounds. I mean, the Red Wings made a killing on that before international scouting was really a thing. That's how you ended up with guys like Zetterberg and Datsuk. Harder now, admittedly, but back then, like, I mean, it is still possible. So, yeah, while getting Troy Stetcher, giving up Troy Stetcher sucks, getting something back for a guy who's going to walk at the end of the season because I don't think they were going to, they were even thinking about re signing him. You know what? It's something. It's an extra draft pick. You never know what you're going to get out of that. Never know. We'll take it, baby. Just like you should be taking athletic greens, guys. Great transition. Thank you, thank you. I finally started, Scotty. I finally started taking. Did you? I was putting it off. I was like, "Oh, that's green liquid." I'm not really sure. I'm proud of you. I don't like vegetables in general, so when anything's green and it looks like a vegetable, I'm like, "Nah, nah." But I finally started taking it. I I bit the bullet. I feel better. It's it's all it's crazy. It it does the job. It's crazy. Like. I don't want to like get too gross, but like it helps, you know, it, it makes it, it helps with the regularity. <laughs> no, it, it really does, man. It, it's crazy. It helps it, you poops. So I'm going to say it. It's, <laughs> it's crazy though. It, I mean, it is, man. I, I've it, like two days in, I was like, wow. Then I haven't stopped since. Yeah. And like everything else about it too. I mean, there's obviously all the vitamins and everything too that make your body itself feel good. It's just, 
it was one of those things where like you, you start you're looking at it like okay it's one of those it's another one of those things you know like those fads and you actually start taking it, it's like oh yeah this is why it's popular this is why people professional athletes what was the tiger that you said was was you know talking about it Tarek Skubal Tarek Skubal one today. of the, yeah pitched today in spring training uh sophomore season for that pitcher uh, he's, he's talking about it and like, clearly there's legitimacy behind it. Now that I've started taking it, like, yeah, I agree. Like this stuff, it's good. Um, so what's the stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of athletic greens, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source, superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens to help you start your day. Right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery, focus, and aging, all the things. It's lifestyle friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy free, or gluten free, contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything, while still tasting good. It costs you less than three dollars a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Athletic Greens was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues and ended up on a complicated supplement routine to recover. It cost him one hundred dollars a day. So he created Athletic Greens after experiencing how difficult it was to create an optimal nutrition routine on your own. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. Although we're exiting out of that now, it's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you... a a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash NHL network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com forward slash NHL network to take ownership of your health and pick up ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Segment two, Monday edition, Locked On Red Wings podcast. Scotty and I are going to break down that cracking game. I'm glad I stayed up till to? one in the morning for that. Do we have to? You know what? I'm going to out of all the games we've had recently, I'll take this one. You know, obviously the one nothing shutout in Vancouver was the best one we had in a while, but it's really sad that you can get outshot the way the Red Wings got outshot and dominated the way the Red Wings got dominated. And you go like, okay, it's not the worst game they've played this season. <laughs> yeah, the, the shots on goal thing is crazy. Like, it's really, it's really wild. It was bad. It was so bad. They got outshot by 20, I believe. Yeah, it was 41 shots against versus 23 shots against. So, what was that, 19, 18? Yeah, yeah that's good. Um, <laughs> no, so, like, here, okay. So, like, what? It's, it's, the same, it's the same nonsense. The defense went back to, to not being very good. Uh they definitely the didn't offense. carry any momentum over. Huh? They definitely didn't carry any of that momentum over from no, that game against Vancouver. Not. Do we have a do we have a shot chart? Oh, absolutely. All right. Let, let's just knock that out of the way right now. We'll just get that out of the way because it's probably ugly. Oh uh, mm. over 40 shots. And on top of that, it is set to all in this game. Well, oh my goodness gravy. That should have a a, a Parental advisory warning on it. Yeah, that the shot chart. Explicit content. Shot chart courtesy of Natural Statric. Uh, you guys should check it out if you like advanced analytics and hockey. Uh, it's crazy good. But the Red Wing shot chart, not. 
As you can see, or if you're listening and you'd like us to describe it to you, because it is primary an audio podcast, um, it is all red in <laughs> the entirety of the Red Wings this slot is area. And the Red Wings have a little bit of blue in there. But other than that, it's uh, just a, a light coating of green. They're basically, So remember what we were talking about with the Vancouver Canucks game and how the Red Wings did a great job of keeping high-danger shot attempts outside the slot while also hammering high-danger shot attempts in the Kraken or the Connection slot. Well, this game was the opposite. Remember, couldn't get any actual good scoring attempts off, and then they just it, it was it was. Bad. We didn't have any scoring attempts from anywhere. Look at that. No. There's there's no. <laughs> Ours is just all green. We just took mm-hmm. random shots from everywhere, uh, and then the crack. It. I mean, that's. I want to know that... why they have such a a hot spot right in the center of the blue line. Yeah, that's also really weird. I feel like that's. I feel like that. I mean, that part's not bad. It's probably Hayden Flurry because he had five shots in that game. Yeah, honestly, that that might be it. I, it's just not good when the heat map has a red spot the size of the Kraken logo right on top of the net. That's probably not a great thing. No, definitely not. And if it weren't for Alexander Nadalkovich, would have been a lot uglier. Because um, and I, I mentioned it, I was watching the game and, and the Red Wings were just. Here's the thing. All around, they were very reactionary in this game, I noticed. They were puck watching. They weren't looking and trying to go to where the puck was going to be. They were going to where the puck was, which meant Kraken controlled the entirety of the play. They At no point was anyone looking to, like, who's going to be open for a pass, a cross, who do, who do I cut off, who, what man do I pick up? Everyone was just puck watching. I noticed it with Jordan Osterley. I noticed it with Ole Ulevi. I mean, it was it was all over the place in the defensive zone. And I'm not just talking about defense. When I say they played poorly defensively, I don't mean the defense played poor, which they did, but the forwards played bad defensively too. They could not get the puck out of their own zone. And then when they got in the offensive zone, they couldn't establish the zone. It was, you break into the zone off the rush, lose the puck, comes back the other way, the entire game. And the Kraken, Scotty, aren't that good. No, they're not good. They're not. So what is going on with this team where you can... Win a one nothing game against the Vancouver Canucks two nights before. You, then you go to Seattle, and now you have Tyler Bertuzzi back, one of your better forwards back, who actually you know had a couple of exciting moments in that game. But you have Tyler Bertuzzi back, and now all of a sudden, it just it's gone. Everything's gone. I mean, ha- like, have you been keeping tabs this season? Because <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> this is, is it, the story of the year. Is it okay? So the question becomes. Is this, and it could be all of it. I mean, there always always could be multiple things. But is it a need for a coaching change? A. B. Is this just the Red Wings as they are? Because, you know, we talk about how they have a huge step forward. People have mentioned that they haven't taken a huge step forward. Four players in the team have taken huge steps forward. So is it because the coaching's not getting the locker room to get ready for a game? Or is it just that the team is like, this is the team minus four players? Um, I think I, I, I mean, I guess it's the team minus four players. Like, I guess, but like, you could say that about any team, even, even the, the best, you know, that number would vary from four to whatever, but you're not like, I don't know. That just seems like shallow. 
Yeah. I, like, look, we, we've been doing this all year. We've been beating good teams. We've been losing to bad teams. We've been doing everything in between. The last two weeks have been atrocious. The defense cannot put back-to-back good games together to save their lives. That has continued to be proven through Saturday night. Uh, the offense... I guess we'll get to the offense, and and that's uh, probably a good thing to say for the third segment. Because we'll talk about the positives in the third segment. Because there were some positives in this game. Was the offense really a positive? Well, they scored two goals. That's really the positives. <laughs> All right. <laughs> there was one major positive in this game, and I, I kind of mentioned it. It was Nadelkovich, and we'll yeah, talk about sure. him. Absolutely. He had another great game. Two two strong starts for him. But first, I got to talk to you guys about BetOnline.net. It's that time of the year again as college basketball's tournament is finally upon us. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sport, sporting wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline. BetOnline. Where the game starts. Also, got to talk to you guys today about Built Bar. Um, Scott, did you know they have puffs? I love the puffs, so yes. How wouldn't you, dude? You know what? They're unreal. They're chocolate-covered marshmallows with protein in them. They're like they're literally chocolate-covered marshmallows that have other flavoring in them too. Yeah, I, I see. They have like cinnamon a- one, they have like a churro one, and like, but it, but it's also good for you. I don't know how you're not a huge fan. Well, and they send us these reads, and like they send us this read, and it's like, oh, here, these are all the talking points. This is the talking point they need. It is a protein-infused chocolate-covered marshmallow. That's the read, guys. That's all you need to hear. What What else no, do no. I need to say to convince you? I, I mean, I can read you the macros. Let, let's do it. I'll read you the macros. Most built bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Well, your candy bar, which this is going to taste just as good, if not better, has 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. So you get it. They taste just as good as candy bars, but they're way healthier for you. And they come in different flavors, like you said, Scott. If you want the puffs, they come in, you know, cinnamon churro. But the regular built bars have tons of flavors, too. You know, it's got all uh, coconut, coconut almond, cookies and cream, um, mint brownie, stuff like that. And guys, it sells itself. It's a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Or if you want a puff, it's a chocolate-covered marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. What are we doing here? It's so simple. What I don't, are we doing here? You guys don't need me to read you an elaborate ad read. It's, it's straight in your face. If you want something that tastes good and it's good for you, go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Scotty, Alex Nadelkovich was pretty cool uh, in that game against the Kraken. He's pretty pretty good. Yeah, he's pretty cool. I like him. Uh, I want him to stick around for a, a long time now. Uh, now, um, yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool. No, he he was great, man. <laughs> and, and that's that's we talked about going into the last part of the year here, and especially the post trade deadline world. Uh, it's it's going to be really his play is going to determine a lot because this team that's already paper thin is going to get even thinner and it's already started to get thinner. So he's going to face a lot of shots and he's going to have some bad games and it's not going to entirely be his fault, but 
there's also some games like this where the defense is pretty atrocious and he can still put you in an opportunity where you're winning in the third period. Scotty, I'm going to read this stat to you. And uh, you're going to be in awe of Nadelkovich's performance. Is it? Am I going to like it? Oh, I mean, dude, you're going to like. You're not going to like how many he faced, but you're going to like the result from him. He faced in this game 17 high danger shot attempts. 17 from inside the slot. He saved 15 of them. He had a save percentage. Yeah, that's in the high danger areas of 882 at all strengths and at five on five, it was a save a high danger save percentage of 867. That is a really good high danger save percentage, like really good. Fantastic from areas, said. yeah, areas right in front of the net. He made 15 of 17 saves. Now that is a huge indictment of how poorly the defense played in front of him. And it loops back around to what I was saying about them just watching the puck and not being able to body anyone outside the slot like they were able to do against Vancouver. But for Nadelkovich's purposes, like. He, made, he played really well in Vancouver and he got a one nothing shutout, but I would argue he played even better in this game against Seattle because he was the only one who showed up to play. Only one who showed up to play. Uh, yeah, there's an argument for that. That's for sure. Um, I mean, he was fantastic, though, and like I said, it's going to be really... If, if he can sandwich two-thirds, one first third of the season really good, last third of the season really good, middle third, not so great. If he can have that of, of a first full season as a Red Wing and as his technical rookie year, uh, I mean, we should all be ecstatic for the future of, uh, of Ned. Yeah, so between Seattle and Vancouver, Scotty, he faced 84 shots against and only let two goals in. He made 82 of 84 saves in between the Vancouver and the Seattle Kraken game. And the Seattle Kraken game is more impressive, like I said again, because the defense just played so poorly. He has raised his save percentage four points in these two games. He's up to 904 now. Just on this late in the season, that's really hard to do to raise your percentage points. He's raised it four percentage points in two games. That's the dog. And we had a conversation last week. Call ourselves out. You know, mentioned like we had a conversation last week about what's Nadelkovich's problem. Is this, you know, why Carolina traded him because he was in a slump and they realized he wasn't as good as he was and it was a good defense in front of him? Or is it just... A, like a, a call bad stretch form. Well, it's starting to look like it was a bad stretch form because this is the Nadalkovich that we saw for three quarters of the season before this last stretch. And that's beautiful, ain't it? It's beautiful. I'm, beautiful. I'm glad he's bouncing back because with how Grice is playing, I think he, regardless of how Nadalkovich plays, he's going to be getting a lot of starts here to finish this season out. Good. Good. Get him as much as you're comfortable. That's what I want to see. So, I mean, if it weren't for him, it would have been, you know, more than four goals against. That last goal, obviously, being an empty netter doesn't count against Ned, so he only let in three goals in this game. Tara Horosi got on the board, which, you know, was nice to see. The play that facilitated that goal was even nicer. I mean, from the point, Raymond passed it down into the slot. Bertuzzi took a, a shot from the goal line off the goal pad that went to Tara Horosi and went in the net. Nice to see a Taro Rossi get his first goal in the NHL since, I think, literally 2019. So, that's what really all I got to say about play, that. What a play, baby. It was a play. great play. No, uh, no, no slander. That, you know? I could slander, but I won't. No, I mean, what are you going to do, man? Like, the whole team played horrible. We were in the game. Hiroshi kept us in it. What are you going to do? Sure. 
Oh, well, and then right before that, so the Red Wings were taking... So, can we talk about how many penalties the Red Wings took in this game? It was ridiculous. And that's part of the reason why they had to take so many penalties was because they couldn't keep up with the Kraken. So, they were, you know, cheating, essentially, to try and keep up, which drew penalties. You know, tripping, hooking, shooting the puck out of the play, which I know that's accidental, but they couldn't keep up. So, they were drawing a lot of penalties because they weren't skating and they kept getting in the box. Now, I tweeted out, I'm like, the Red Wings realize it's hard to score, score goals for if you're in the box constantly. Forgetting that literally last game, the one goal the Red Wings had came on as the penalty expired. And then today, or that game against Seattle, rather, on Saturday, Dylan Larkin comes out of the box, <laughs> receives a puck, down, and goes down the boards, and passes it to Joe Valeno out in front for a goal. And immediately, I immediately, Scotty, got, replies to that comment, being like, I guess it works out sometimes, huh? I'm like, oh my god, guys! Like, give me a break. <laughs> like, yes, the Red Wings scored on like two expiring penalties. Wrecked, like, Brian. Get, get wrecked. wrecked. Uh, you, you just forgot that that's their biggest offensive strategy at the moment, which is sad, but also maybe true. <laughs> you're right. No, you're right. So I mean, you know, your big guys got got points in this game. Larkin got a point. Bertuzzi got a point. Raymond got a point. Get some depth scoring from Heros and Vlano, which is nice to see, but. I mean, none of that makes up for how poorly they played, but thank God for Alex Nadelkovich. Thank God for Alex Nadelkovich. T-G-A-F-N. Thank goodness for Ned. Oh, thank goodness for Ned. I was wondering where you are going with that. Oh. That's a banger. That's a banger. You got any final thoughts you want to talk touch on here? Stop putting Vrana on the third line? That's one. Um, yeah, that's probably a decent one. I mean, like, at this point, I'm not even thinking about the game against Philly. I'm just all trade deadline day, baby. Wait, wake and grind. Trade deadline day. Let's yeah, you know what? Because this is deadline day. Like, our minds are probably still on the Sunday mindset because it is, you know, for uh, like, you know, it's 1253, so it's technically Monday, but we're still on the Sunday mindset as we record this. This is deadline day. So I want you right now, make your final prediction who gets moved. Uh, Nick Letty, and that's it. Really? I'm thinking Nick Letty and Nemesnikov. I think um, they both get moved. Um, I, I don't think Vlad gets moved. I think it's just going to be Letty. Why don't you think Vlad gets moved? Um, Because the last two years, we've had like dudes that we've thought, oh, slam dunk going to get traded, and Steve has proven. He proved with the last true. year. He, he could have moved Glenn Denning for like a seventh at the deadline and didn't and thought, well, we might as well just hold on to him then. I'm not going to just flip one of our – best players we have left for and want to get you know for the face-offs especially not just going to move him for next to nothing i mean stetcher's different because stetcher's not playing giving you first line minutes like vlad is i don't i i i think if no one is willing to pay what steve thinks vlad is worth vlad will be a red wing i don't think he's just going to ship him off just because it makes a ton of sense and he feels like he has to i'm going to go Whereas letty i think he I think he's just going to move Letty. I don't. I think. I, I think, think the, whatever best offer is for Letty, that's what he's going to go for. I think the plan for Letty was at the start of the season, like if he plays well, we'll keep him around. But if he's not playing what we up to snuff, then we'll just deal him. And I think we're at the the deal it phase. I mean, he's got like what three points in this season so far. He's an offensive defenseman who's not been playing well. I mean, it's just. He, he's not been very good this season. I think it's more than three points. I think I'm underselling Nick Letty right now. Um, but his expected goals for percentage is like 47. It's not, he hasn't been, he's been underwhelming. 
That's that's the best way I can put it. Now I'll, I'll go. I think Mesnikov and Vladdy are safe picks I, for the sake of entertainment value. I'll, I'll go with a wild card. I'll say Phil Peronik gets moved because I think he's a, he would be in a very alluring piece for a contender, a guy who can play solid, you know, middle pair minutes and slot on power play number two to facilitate some offense. I think he'd be a good piece, and you could get a good return for a guy like Phil Peronik. So, my wild card. A little walk hard action. Yeah, make it get a little bit of excitement in there. Feel a little spicy. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm really, I'm fascinated with the Burt situation too. So that'll be, that'll obviously be something we'll all be having an eye on. I don't know, man. The Burt just doesn't feel real to me. Like I see the logic and I see the argument for it. Like we talked about it, and I was very split on it. But I just, it's hard for me to visualize someone like Burt getting moved. Did you feel that way about Mantha? You know what I did, and that's fair. Like. Could he get moved? Yes. I don't know the mind of Steve Eiserman, and he's wowed me in the past and the things he's done. Mantha is a great example. But it just it it feels like I don't know. I don't he just said by the way, he did this just set a career best. Like we should also mention that. Like yes. career best in points. Um, all I'm gonna say, fool me once. You know the rest. You're an idiot. <laughs> is that how it goes? Yeah, dude. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, so good cool. one. Wrap it up. Let's get out of here. All right. Uh, I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Red Wings your first listen every single day. Now make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Hosts Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available on all platforms. Uh, We'll be back with a new episode tomorrow, recapping whatever, or lack thereof, trade moves get made, and then previewing a... Another hockey game. I believe it's the Philadelphia Flyers that it are in town. It is. So, Claude Giroulas. Without, yeah, the, the Claude Giroulas, the oh. captainless Flyers. Owen Tippett having Flyers. Uh, <laughs> I really need to wrap this up. Same time, same place. It's your team. Every day. Every day.